The Bradford Exchange presents The Classic Radio Theater with your host, Carl Amari. Countdown for blast off. X minus one. Yes, it's Maxwell House Coffee Time, starring George Burns and Gracie Allen. Richard Diamond, private detective. The Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. Suspense. It's time once again for another comedy episode of Our Miss Brooks. Dragnet. We offer you escape. Kraft presents the Great Gildersleeve. Yeah. I'm that man. Matt Dillon, United States Marshal. Good evening, friends of the Inner Sanctum. The Jack Benny Program. Welcome, everyone, to episode 35 of the Classic Radio Theater. Each week, the Bradford Exchange and participating sponsors bring you three hours of the Classic Radio Theater, featuring programming from the golden age of radio. This time, we'll hear two exciting adventure episodes of Bold Venture, starring Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall. We'll begin after this short break. Humphrey Bogart and his wife, Lauren Bacall, were pitched radio program ideas by ad agencies, networks, sponsors, and syndicators on a regular basis. One of those pitches included an adventure series set in Cuba, reminiscent of Key Largo called Bold Venture. Beginning in 1951, Bogart played the role of Slate Shannon, the proprietor of a small quasi-respectable hotel in Havana inhabited by a motley, shifting cast of characters. Shannon's motorboat, the Bold Adventure, was on standby ready to roar to the rescue of a friend or track down an enemy. Bacall played Sailor Duval, ostensibly Shannon's ward, and given a seductive edge by the glamorous actress. With its exotic Cuban background and Latin American flavor, the weekly seafaring adventure program was loaded with gunfights, pirates, questionable characters, and romantic intrigue. The Bogart's busy schedule demanded that the series be pre-recorded, so mega-producer Frederick W. Ziv funded a syndicated series with a big operating budget, $12,000 per episode, with a fee-plus royalty deal for each broadcast. Written by Morton Fine and David Friedkin, Bold Venture was produced by the Bogart's picture company, Santana Productions, named after a boat they owned, and recorded in Ziv's Hollywood studio. The series made a fortune and was syndicated to more than 400 radio affiliates, but after a season and a half, Bogart sank it. I got tired of it. I never listened to it, but Betty did. Time now for the first of two adventure episodes of Bold Venture, starring Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall. In this first one, Slate Shannon's old friend Joe Bishop is murdered right in front of him and Sailor Duval. The murderer wants Bishop's star sapphires, but are they phonies? Here's the Tears of Siva on Bold Venture from June 11, 1951. Intrigue, mystery, romance, starring Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall. Together in the sultry setting of tropical Havana and the mysterious islands of the Caribbean. Bold Venture.
Once again, the magic names of Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall bring you Bold Venture and a tale of mystery and intrigue. Ah, Slate, you should have been with us. Laid up for repairs on a jewel of an island and the girls with the wild orchids. Oh. <laughs> uh, be gentle with me, Joe. I'm a man of responsibilities now. I've got a boat and a hotel. And me. And her. Every sea orphan to his own paradise, you found yours. And he'd better not stray from it or I'll beat him over the head with a wild kumquat. <laughs> you got yourself a tigress this time, huh, Slate? Ah, a kitten. You heard what the man said. A tigress. Uh-huh. You signing on with the Tampa Victory again, Joe? First mate on that stinking oil bucket? Oh, no, no. I don't need her anymore. We're done with each other. I just come off her for the last time. Oh? All I need is right here in this little package wrapped in Shanghai silk. I give it to you. Why, thanks. We didn't expect it, did we, Slate? Uh, don't let the tears well up in gratitude, Miss Duval. You're only to keep it for me till I come back for it. Will you do that for an old seamate? Sure. In a good place where no one can touch a greedy finger to it. Eh? I see. We, we got a safe. Will that do? Slate keeps all his valuables in it. His necktie. His, uh... Well, that does it. His necktie. It's the best place we've got, Joe. How about it? Just remember that in this bit of silk, you hold the rest of Joe Bishop's life. I'll remember. Then take it. Hey, what's that combination again, sailor? Don't bother to answer him, honey. Because he won't need it. Who asked you, Buster? Slate, be polite. He's got a gun. <laughs> You're cute, honey. Hand it over, you, the thing in your hand. Give it to Tommy. You'll not take it from him. You'll not... <laughs> you know something? I bet he's dead. Anybody want to discuss it? Yeah. Don't, Slate. He'll kill you, too. You read me, honey. Throw it on the floor, Slate boy. He does what you tell him, doesn't he, honey? Hold on to a man like that. And now Tommy's going to go away with it. Because right now, Tommy doesn't want anyone else to die. Mr. Cordovan... Mr. Cordovan. Shut up. But Mr. Cordovan, I brought the package. You said My that... current suggestion to you, Thomas, is to shut up, sit down, and watch. Consider the beauty which surrounds you and savor it if you can. Sit down, Thomas. Chorus girls dancing. Not supposed to send me? See how delicate. Uh, that one over there. She's fat, Mr. Cordovan. She's tattooed. Uh, primitive goddess. Primitive. Doesn't it turn your blood to ice, Thomas, to realize we are here now beyond the reaches of civilization? A part of it. I don't know what you're talking about, Mr. Cordovan. This is a crummy walk-down joint in Havana with a 50-cent table cover charge. Here's the package. Ah. Thank you, Thomas. Did you have any trouble? I killed a man. Oh, I'm glad you did, Thomas. Another life. Another death added to the fabulous tears of Siva. Open the package, huh? Of course. Thomas, gaze. Uh-huh. 
How much are they worth? The tears of Siva. The priceless tears without flick of flaw. The treasure of the far Indies. Genghis Khan laid a city to waste for these. Look, all I see is two-star sapphires. And all I want to know is how much are they worth? They are priceless. Observe them. Pick one up and look at it. It will light up the whole room. Go on, go on, Thomas. Pick one up and look at it. Sure. I first saw these beauties after a pick-sticking with the Raja of Similu. He showed them to me. This is pretty. Not the Raja of Similu who played polo. The other one, the one with the wives. Uh-huh. <laughs> this star sapphire doesn't light up nothing, Mr. Cordovan. Well, what did you say? It don't even show a star. What? Maybe they're priceless because this Genghis character liked them. But from where I'm sitting, they're dime store items. Let me see. What wild joke! Someone has bundled! I'll have his head, do you hear? I'll have his head! Ponies. <sighs> I knocked off a man for two marbles. Forgive me for losing control, Thomas. Yeah. Someone will die for this. Yeah. Slade come a man from sea Who dream of violence Say do something for me Say here is pocket Please put it away I come back to take it on Another day Then in walk man With death in his hand Say hand over pocket In voice so bland The seafaring man Makes big protest Two bullets in chest Give him rest. You think they did that, King? Our man finds peace in many ways, Mr. Slate. He only does not know when it is coming to him. Uh, it didn't have to come to him that way. Look, Slate, maybe Joe Bishop bought it that way. Maybe he, he could... He tasted wild fruit on a tropical island. He didn't expect to end up on a slab in the police morgue. The police will take care of it, Slate. They'll find his murderer. It's out of your hands. Is it? Is that how you want it? Whatever you want, Slate. I'll take your hand off my arm. Just go get your coat. I want to talk to the skipper of the Tampa Victory. Whatever you want. Send him away, King. I'm not in to anyone. <laughs> I'm afraid I heard that, Mr. Shannon. One of my less exquisite vices, eavesdropping. Goody. Now I don't have to be polite. Thank you, sir. Uh, I have come to share your bereavement over the deceased Joseph Bishop. And to ask if Joseph's dying song was for me. Might have been. We couldn't make out the words. Joe's pain got in the way. And he had no message for me, for Junius Cordovan, his intimate of many places and many memories. No message. The name of a port, perhaps, of a person, of a thing? No name. Try for a number. Hmm. I have consumed your priceless time. Good day, and may the goddesses of, uh, whatever be with you. May they indeed. Hmm. You know what's wrong with a roly-poly man? He's going through life thinking he's skinny. Okay, Mama Freud. Just get your coat. Do I have to, Slate? It's a warm night. Where we're going, it might turn cold. Get it. <laughs> 
Hey, hey, where do you think you're going? Where's the skipper of this freighter? Can't see him. Joe sent us. Is that the way you say it, Slate? Now look, let me handle it, will you? Uh, why'd Joe send you? He's a friend of ours. And Joe's a friend of the skipper's. Now we're all friends. Hi. You got the makings? What did Friska do, you seafaring man, you? Uh, he means the makings for cigarettes. Oh. Here, they come all put together now. Take one. Thank you. Tell me something, mate. Nope. It's about Joe. Nope. Take the pack. Yep. You uh, were talking about Joe when I interrupted, mister. Joe and the skipper friends? They're going to milk cows together. You can't get a lot closer than that, Slate. Real close, them two. Since Port-au-Prince, they pat each other on the back every time they pass. Uh, how come since Port-au-Prince? Since then, that's all. Since Haiti. Since the checker game. You can have my cigarettes, too. Let's start with the cows. Nope. Let's start with the checker game. Joe went ashore in Port-au-Prince. Didn't come back. Skipper chewed his pipe stem in two neatly. Tried to get another first mate. Couldn't. Called me. Skipper and me went ashore and found Joe. Playing checkers? With a lady. What lady? Owns a sailor's rest in Port-au-Prince. I can hardly wait till the part about the cows. They're going to milk them. Joe and the skipper. In Pennsylvania. Huh? Sure. Since Port-au-Prince, they decided to quit the sea. Going to buy a farm in Pennsylvania. And, and milk, milk cows. cows. Yep. Something happened there in Port-au-Prince, mister. A man who sails the sea decides no more sailing. Something happened. Change them two. Let's go talk to the skipper. Nope. Sleeping. He'll wake up. I tried to stop you. You'd knock me down, wouldn't you? Make you walk the plank. They don't do that no more. They're knocked down. Skipper's sleeping in his cabin. Come on, sailor. Try the door. You want to handle this, or you're going to let me? I'll try the door. See? Hmm. Skipper's not a tidy man. Sextant off the wall. Coffee stains on the charts. And what a dusty compass. Yeah. Look at the skipper. Huh? Come here. Look at him. Oh, you should have just told me about it. Stabbed in the heart. Dead. Now, let's get out of here. We got enough fuel on Bold Venture to get to Port-au-Prince? No, not quite. Why? Because that's where we're going. We'll pick up some gas in Guantanamo. The question's still hanging in midair. Why? Look, two guys had a dream about owning a farm in Pennsylvania. One of them was a friend of mine. I've got a boat that can get me to Haiti. That's not very far to go for a friend. What makes you think the answers are in Haiti? Well, that's where two sailors suddenly decide to become farmers. Whatever brought them that decision also made them dead. Let's go to Haiti, sailor. Looks like they're about ready to shove off, Mr. Cordovan. Give me the glasses, Thomas. Yeah. You might notice, Mr. Cordovan, that the boat and the girl make a pretty picture. Shh, let me enjoy it. That Shannon louses it, huh? Seems very efficient. Uh, on your wanderings on the dock, did you find out the destination? Yeah. A character whispered to me, Port-au-Prince, Haiti. Hmm. Well, here's some money, Thomas. Hire a plane. Where to? Port-au-Prince, Haiti. 
I want to give those two an interesting welcome. Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall, and the second act of our story. You know what they say about this place, Slate? I know what seamen say. What do they say? They say when Paris catches cold, Port-au-Prince sneezes. (laughs) Well, that's not the way I heard it. The way I heard it, sailors, hmm, those jeans you wear keep throwing me. Then buy me a Paris dress. Maybe that'll make you remember. Look, sailor, I... Mille pardon, monsieur et mademoiselle. You are young and healthy, no? No. Then follow me. Ten dollars, the guided tour, and you will grow old. But in ecstasy. One buck. One buck for a sailor's rest run by a lady. The place of mademoiselle Denise for one dollar... Do not insult me, monsieur. I give you that for nothing. Twelve rue de Toussaint. Au revoir, my respectable. <laughs> and over to you too, sailor. I'm going with you. Right, here's some money. Check in at the Elysee Hotel. I'll meet you there. I'm going with you. This is a sailor's rest, baby. How are they going to get any if they see you walk in? Why, that's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. Come back in one piece, respectable Shannon. <laughs> That you, Slade? No, honey. But better open up, or we'll scream. Remember me, honey? Yeah. You kill. You're doing good, honey. And me. Do you remember me, Mr. Val? Ah, you're enchanting, Mr. Val. You may shut the door, Thomas. And you may go through all the feminine galaxy of reactions, Mr. Val. Fright, terror, wonder, curiosity. Which? Dibs on the last one. <laughs> Sheer delight you are, Mr. Val. Isn't she, Thomas? No, 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 tear yourself away from us. <laughs> Ain't he the one? I could lean out the window and yell. What's the French word for help? <laughs> Even if I told you it would never rise to your classic lips, Mr. Val, this gun would bury it in your throat. No, no. Let us just sit here in delicious contemplation of each other until Mr. Shannon brings us the tears of Siva. From there, I may improvise. You run this place? You want to play shakers with Denise, no? No. What do you want from Denise? I want to talk to you. Sit down, talk. We play shakers to prevent from boring each other, huh? 
I'll take the black. You know a man off the freight of Tampa Victory? First mate named Joe Bishop. Who are you? Joe's friend. Move a shekel. How do I know you're Joe's friend? He died in my arms. We. Oui. I look into your face, I see sadness. Your friend. Jump. Yeah. <laughs> Two for one, you will lose. <laughs> Joe dead, huh? Uh-huh. He was here. His captain came for him. Captain was knifed to death. It was the jewels. It was the bad luck jewels. I don't know what you're talking about. The ones given to Joe by the Mama Loy. I'm still not with you. Mama Loy, voodoo lady. In the hills outside of port au Why did this, whatever you call it, Mama, something give anything to Joe? Perhaps Mama Loy liked Joe. Can you take me to her? It's not allowed. I didn't ask you that. You wish to go to Lady of Voodoo? That's the impression I'm trying to make. Denise will take you later tonight. Now move a shekel. I hope you know the way. Quickly. Go to her. How about you? I wait here. Go. Mama Lo is expecting you. What? How does she know I... Go. Come in, Slate Shannon. Yeah. You're... Uh... I am Tante Maria. And you are Slate Shannon. And you wish to know of Joe Bishop. Those drums outside told you all that? <laughs> the drums, other things. Joe Bishop is dead, as is his captain. Maybe you can tell me who killed him. Those who won the tears of Shiva. That doesn't mean anything to me. Two sapphires that I want to give to a sailor because I tired of rubbing them between my fingers. He told me he would return for them. Sapphires? Valuable? To me, no longer. To those who covet them, the wealth of kings. You still got them? <laughs> Here. In this pouch. Take them, my son. Use them to find those who have struck down the sailor. I'll do my best. Denise! Denise, where are you? Here, my sherry, waiting for you. Well, stop waiting. I'll race you back to Port-au-Prince. would be your Mr. Shannon with the tears of Siva. How do you know? It could be the housemaid with knees to match. A wager, dear woman, your life against his. 
Let him in. Go away, Slade. He'll kill you. <laughs> so unworthy of you, Mr. Val. Instead of frightening him away, you have only... Sailor, what's it? You have only given him into my hands. My compliments, Mr. Shannon. You're a gallant. I counted on that. Now, what are you doing here, Chubby? Huh? The tears of Sirah, Mr. Shannon. You have them? Uh-huh. They've cost me many tragic hours, Mr. Shannon. The hour when the seaman told me he had them would sell them to me. The hours of waiting while Thomas killed him. The desolate hour when I discovered Thomas had brought me worthless baubles of glass. They will not suffer any more such endless agonies, Mr. Shannon. Joe Devil crossed you, huh? I was going to sell you phonies while the real jewels were with a voodoo crone. So we could grow sapphires on a Pennsylvania farm. Uh, the tears of Siva, Mr. Shannon. Death, Mr. Shannon, like this gun. You don't want them, Slate. Give them to him. Yeah. I'll do that. Take them, Chubby. Ah! I... Yeah, I'll kill you. I'll kill you. You ought to die, Chubby. You're fat. You're soft. <laughs> Exercise more like this. You, you... Pick up the marbles, sailor. You'll not get away. Watch him, sailor. Run. I love your hands. Okay, sailor, take the wheel. Steady as she goes. We're running without lights. Tired, Slate? Yeah, sure I'm tired. I ran faster than the cops in Haiti ran. As far as I know, they're still looking for Cordovan. Slate? Yeah? Do you think those sapphires will make nice earrings? <laughs> you can get them away from the Port-au-Prince chief of police. Said he'd take care of them. He'd send them back to that lovable old witch. Oh, oh Richard! That's Cordovan, sailor. Give her the gun. They're shooting at us. Turn her around, sailor. Head right for him. Are you crazy? Do what I tell you. Okay, steady. We'll crash into them. Just like a pass at him, sailor. Come as close as you can. We've got to take that chance. What are you doing with that harpoon? I've speared a lot of fish for this. Maybe I can get me a tongue. Now, sailor, make your pass. It's yours, Thomas. You've got good aim, Slate. Now what do we do? Go back for the big fish. Steady, sailor. I'm going to board her. Steady. Glad to have you aboard, Mr. Shannon. You've made a mess of things. You can redeem yourself by handing over those sapphires. You think you can handle this tub with one hand on the wheel and one hand on a gun? Exquisitely. You've got one shot. After that, I'll get to you. If you miss me, you're dead. It's a lumpy sea, too. Well, Cordovan? Well? You missed. Now it's my turn. Don't! Don't! Oh, I can do this all night. All night. Oh. <sighs> Only you give up too easy. Sailor! Everything under control? Ship shape. I'm going to throw you a line. Okay. Got it? I've got it. Secure. Tow us in, sailor. We going home? We're going home. Thank <laughs> you.
Here, put this on, Slate. What is it? I bought it in Haiti, in a little shop. I don't care where you bought it. Just tell me what it is. Well, this part is a love charm. And this part is a long train, so it hangs over your heart. What'd you pay for it? What difference does it make? Put it on. Anything to amuse you, sailor? Uh, now that you've got it on, don't you feel anything? Nothing. What's it supposed to do to me? Make you feel love. It says so in the directions. Right, well, you, uh, you, you better read the directions again. All right. Oh, yeah. Here it is in small print. What is? I'm supposed to get inside that necklace with you. Oh, I knew there was something wrong. Come on. Now, what does it do to you? Well, we can take it from here. Throw away the directions, sailor. And so our two stars, Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall, have brought to a close our latest Bold Venture story. Special music was composed and conducted by David Rose. May we invite you to listen again next week at this time for another exciting adventure starring Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall together in Bold Venture. And that's Bold Venture with the Tears of Siva, starring Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall, originally broadcast June 11, 1951. All of the classic radio shows we present on this series are direct from the master recordings. I have more than 100,000 original radio episodes under license from the owners and estates, and we make them available via digital download or on CD through our Classic Radio Club. By joining the Classic Radio Club, you'll receive 10 superior-sounding classic radio shows sent directly to you each month, along with detailed liner notes and photos of the stars. You'll receive your first 10 classic radio episodes for only $1, and you can cancel at any time. To learn more about the Classic Radio Club, log on to ClassicRadioClub.com. That's ClassicRadioClub.com. I'll have another adventure episode of Bold Venture for you after this short break. Welcome back to the Classic Radio Theater. I'm your host, Carl Amari. This time, an expedition to recover sunken treasure only 20 fathoms down has Slate and Sailor drowning in danger. Here's sunken Spanish gold on Bold Venture, starring Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall. Bold Venture. Adventure, intrigue, mystery, romance, starring... Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall together in the sultry setting of tropical Havana and the mysterious islands of the Caribbean Bold Venture
again, the magic names of Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall bring you Bold Venture and a tale of mystery and intrigue. I offer information to all who heed. If a recuperation is your very first need, invest several dollars for peace and rest. Come to Shannon's place and be our guest. We've a reasonable hotel right on the bay. Feature seafood marinated and filet. If keeping stomach happy you should chance to tire, just step to the beach with a boat for hire. <laughs> hey, that's a neat pitch for a hotel if I ever heard one, Shannon. Where'd you find King Moses? In a gin rummy game in Port au Prince, and knocked with three. This is a new version of it, Joe. The last time Slate told it, he was sitting on the beach and a bottle washed up on the shore. He pulled out the cork, and there was King Moses. You were a lot smaller then, weren't you, King? Oh, yes, Miss Taylor, I've grown. Who put you in the bottle in the first place? The wind. I was sitting there playing my guitar, and a hurricane came up. There just happened to be a bottle lying around. Yeah, well, the way it really happened, Joe, was that... I'll settle for the last one, Shannon. Now, what about it? Uh, well, I, I don't know. I admit it appeals to me, but diving for sunken treasure isn't exactly the way I want to make my way in life. Well, he's not asking you to dive for anything, Slate. He just wants to use your boat. Isn't that right, Joe? Sure. I'll do the diving, your boat, your equipment. We'll split whatever we find down the middle. My equipment? I haven't had a diving suit since I lived in Hawaii. And that was the time when all the beach boys who dived for quarters almost starved. Slate stood on the bottom of the ocean in his diving suit and a large tin cup. That's where I met Mr. Slate. <laughs> That's right. King Moses was making change. May I say something? Oh, please do. I know where the Bark Hespides is. An old slaving ship returning from the Carolinas with gold. It sank. I know where it sank. Where? I've listened a lot, and I've got me a lot of old charts. I can draw an X on a map of the Caribbean, and that's where the Hespides is. The lady asked you where. Look. Off here, the smallest island on Portuguese Key. This reef we use as a mooring. Get a bauhauser on the reef point. Shall I go on? Yeah, I like it. Back off 300 feet, drop a stern anchor, and we're secure. Then climb into a suit and jump down. Just 20 fathoms down and gold. Seeing you this way, Danny, talking to the seagulls, feeding them... One could think you were a man of kindness. Yeah, would one, though? You bring the stale off of bread like I told you? See? Here. Break it up in little pieces for me, Filippo. <laughs> so it would be tempting to their digestive juices? Just chock full of cute sayings, aren't you? They give it to me. Here, pretties. Feed your ugly faces. <laughs> That's it. Fight for it, you feathered beastie. Fight for it. <laughs> Look at them, Filippo. Cute, aren't they? Because they are hungry? Happens to all of us. Soon maybe you have flaky pastries to feed your birds. They might kill each other for them. You'll like that, huh, Danny? Yeah, I'll like. How are we doing with that part of it? I've followed this Joe Cowan like a straight dog. Into alleys, into gutters. Had fun, huh? He talks much of the sunken ship Hespides. Of the gold that lies in a rotting hulk for fishes to nibble on. But when I stroke his ear and whisper where, 
He'd kick me and laugh. Because you're a stray dog, Filippo. I once was of dignity. I, too. Yeah, yeah, I know. You were a big man in the deep-sea diving set. But you got the bend. Your lungs got tired. You're a cripple, Filippo. A cripple with an itching palm. And you are a prize to be dishonorably discharged from the Navy? To gloat over hungry birds? That's why all that gold cries out to us. Because we're cripples, you and me. We're not doing so good, huh, Filippo? We're doing excellent. Only in the last hour, Cowan went into the hotel of Shannon. I think to hire Shannon's boat. I think to hire Shannon. Because he needs such things to gorge himself on what is in the Hespides. Well, what do you know about that? Eh. Now maybe we can stroke Shannon's ear a little. Hand me some more of that bread, Filippo. I feel kindly toward things. Eh. Show time, please. And now, Mr. Shannon, for buying all this equipment from me, may I congratulate you? Go right ahead. I congratulate you. I think he's got something else on his mind, Slade. See, now what can it be? Is it possible? No. It is, senor, a feeling that you have forgotten something. I don't see what. I've got the compressor, the lines, the diving suit, everything. See, which means that now I have no compressor, no lines, no diving suit. Is that fair, I ask myself? Something's awry, huh, Chico? See, now it comes. Alagazam! You have not paid me. Oh, we've done business before. Put it on the cuff. But, senor, I cannot open the cash register. It is so stuffed with cuffs. White cuffs, pink cuffs. I'll tell you what. I listen. If I make any money out of this trip, I'll give you ten percent. This is a modern way of payment? Only squares use money. Think of what you can do with 10%. I need some caulking compound, amigo. Oh, see, your cock is my command. <laughs> it is in the back room. I will fetch it. My, what a lot of equipment you got, mister. Going diving? Uh-huh. Diving for what? Boiled shrimp. With hot sauce. Just asking. My, my, look at that. Real honest to Betsy Deep Sea stuff. What are you looking for, mate, Gold? Slate, he's pinching the diving suit. Mother told me there'd be men like that. You got a yen for diving gear, Buster? For gold, huh? Lucky people. Need a hand? Uh Uh-uh. For sunken gold. I'm nosy, curious, a dreamer. Tell me where so I can dream about it. Tell me. Back up, friend. Just whisper it. Come on. Come on, tell me or I'll... Dream about it, Buster. Is that gentleman lying there, what we call a gentleman with gold fever slate? Senor, senor, here's the compound for cocky. Yay! What you do lying on the floor? He's got a split seam, Chico. Cock him. Let's go, sailor. What's the etiquette, sailor? How long does one wait for a tardy deep-sea diver? How should I know? I've never been stood up by a man who wears a bubble on his head. Now you have. How does it feel? I feel like a girl with an empty deep-sea diving suit and nobody to shove into it. That's how. You and me. We're wallflowers, sailor. We've been invited to a dance and nobody wants to waltz with us. You'll show, Slate. If I know anything about men who get their kicks out of pacing the ocean floor looking for gold... You know, when I was a kid, I used to tickle my feet with dreams like this. Gold in a sunken ship at the bottom of the Caribbean. Let's go home, Slate. I'm tired. The bold venture's tired. 
It's all tired, all of it. Maybe something happened to Joe. Maybe somebody got to him, like the guy who tried to get to me. Yeah, maybe. That's why I want to go home. Come on, Slate, I'll buy you some gold-covered chocolates. Well, maybe he's celebrating. Joe's a guy who likes to celebrate for any excuse at all. You're going to look for him, huh, Slate? Yeah. How'd you guess? I peeked through the hole in your head and saw the gold already folded in. (laughs) Hurry back, Slate. Senor, we have many things in this place to make a man find himself. Joe Cowan, is he here? I have just made a pleasurable tour of inspection. Joe Cowan wasn't anywhere in it. Too bad for Joe. Look, I'm asking in a polite way, Pedro. Has Joe Cowan been here? See, see, many choruses ago. It was on this one he left us. Did he tell you where he was going? See, to the bottom of the ocean sea. Did he tell you anything else? Only that he would come back for the girl who is dancing there. Oh, look at her, senor. And wherever you go, you will come back too. Yeah, I might at that. Ask for Joe at Papa Gomez. Papa knows all the children of the barrio. Yeah, I'll put in a good word for you, Pedro. And for her too. She needs it. are Slate Shannon. Your name is whispered in the barrio often. By Joe Cowan? By him also. Well, then maybe he told you why he hasn't met me like he was supposed to. Why you not go ask him yourself in the place where he sleeps? Uh, that's what I've been yearning to do. For four hours now I've been yearning like that. Where does a man like Joe sleep? The latest pillow is in a yellow house on Bolivar Street, number eight. This thing of you and Joe, my blessings, child. Thanks, Papa. I may be able to use them. Joe! Joe, it's me! Slate Shannon, open up. Enter Slate Shannon. Who are you? Do as he says, Shannon. I got something that'll knock your eye out. This gun. Well, it's the curious buster with the diving bug. How was it being unconscious? Did you dream? Inside. I must say it, Shannon. Your banging made almost enough noise to awaken the dead, but not quite. What are you talking about? Observe, please, the dirty couch. Then observe slightly on top of it. He is definitely dead, Shannon. Yeah, mostly he doesn't breathe. You jealous, Shannon? Why'd you kill him? Once he was useful. Thus he lived long enough to tell us the position of the Hespides. Under duress, I assure you. And thus his usefulness expired. And thus he died. Meaning we're going diving, Shannon. Him, me, you, that dame, your equipment, your boat. Diving, splashing. Oh, I tell you, we'll have fun. What do you think of it, Shannon? Splashing too, huh? The man's already said it. We'll have fun.
Adventure. Our stars, Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall, and the second act of our story. Feels good to have an old sea hand at your right hand, huh, Captain Shannon? Couldn't live without it. Hold the thought, kid, how you couldn't live without it. How you doing with the charts, Mr. Val? I tried to eat them like you told me, Slate, but I don't know. I've lost my taste for old parchment. I'm just jaded, I guess. Sailor Duval of the able body. The gun I hold on you don't make good sauce, does it, Candy Mouth? Try me without it. A promise I make to myself. And for me, You've been gazing into the sea spaces long enough. Come up with something. Wait! Wait! Portuguese king of Port Bow! Steady as she goes! You made it, Captain. Now find the teeniest island, and I'll bet I'll find you a reef to move my dreams to. Just like dead Joey said. Feel in your pockets, Danny boy, because you forgot something. Uh-uh. I got you, I got the charts, I got everything. Everything but a diver. You broke Joe Cowan in two, remember? That makes this a twilight cruise. Been fun, Danny boy, just like you said. I remembered, Captain. I brought a diver. Filippo? You won't send him down. He'd die before he found the gold. Oh, Filippo found time to cry on your shoulder about his lungs, huh? Yeah. Anyone else, it would have broken my heart. I'll give you someone else. Shannon. And Shannon dives. You're crazy. All I ever dove for was abalone off Santa Monica. And two-bit pieces off the shores of Monacora. That's why I got Filippo, to give you hints. Go hit the sack, Captain. Come daybreak, you'll need all your strength. Slate, I've been watching you. Mind if I watch from up close? Don't make me talk, sailor. I want to save up on my breath. You could do that better if you slept. So they tell me. You'll die, Slate. They'll use you to bring up the gold. Then they'll let you die. The thought has occurred to me. Where are the playmates? They're asleep. Don't you believe it, baby? Nobody sleeps on a night like this. Not you, not me, not them. Nobody. There must be a way. There must be. I've been looking for it in the water, sailor. In the bright lights on the backs of the phosphorescent fish. So far, they haven't spelled out a word. Try me, Slate. It's a word on my lips. Read it. Yeah. Just the word I was looking for. A very romantical picture you two make in the tropic moonlight. What I tell you, sailor? Nobody sleeps. You're wrong, Shannon. Why'd you do that? He wasn't even... Because I owed him one. Because he needs his sleep, Candy Mouth. Like I told him. I didn't think he'd need a gun butt to sing him a lullaby. I'll kill you. I could enjoy it from you. No. I'll just throw a blanket over him. I want him all tingly and refreshed in the morning. Flake the air hose so it won't kink, Danny. It's flaked. You check the air pump? The compressor? Ten times. I counted on my fingers. The lifting gear, secure? It's holding on for dear life. How about me, Danny boy? Want to check me? Filippo tells me you'll need a lifeline. I give it to you because Filippo tells me. I'll never forget you for little things like this, Filippo. The helmet's on me already. Wait. Come back to me, Slate. Are you crazy? 
Where else have I got to come back to? Come on, Shannon. Stuff your head into the steel balloon. Anything for you, Danny boy. Let's check the intercom, shall we? Just for kicks. Hello? One, two, three, four. Hello, Shannon. Intercom okay. You are going over the side now. Okay, Danny. Yeah, Filippo, who'd you expect? I give you your depth. Here comes 12 fathoms. Now. Thanks a lot. Can't we go any faster? As long as I'm doing this, I'd like to have a little thrill. Don't bet for it. It will come. You are safe at this speed, but no faster. What's my depth now? Here comes 14 fathoms. Now. How is it? Never had it better. Lots of light. Very blue. How's your air? Lovely. How's yours? The ship. Do you sight it? Nothing. All I see is what's in front of my faceplate. I'm going round and round, real slow. The blue light. Pretty tropical plant. It's a world apart, Filippo. You don't know what you're missing. Hey. Hey, hold me up. Quick, hold me up. Trouble? Big trouble. A manta ray, a killer. It's coming for me. Hold me up. Up. Shannon, if he's seen you, it's too late. Up, up. You have a knife, Shannon. Use it. Use it. It's you or me, killer. Okay, Shannon. Let's see how good you are against a manta ray. There he is, Filippo. Give me a hand with him. Be gentle with him, can't you? It is touching, Miss Duval, your concern for perhaps a dead man... But you are in the way. Yeah, let's get with that helmet. Let me help. As you wish it. Breathing. Slate. Slate, speak to me. Are you all right? <sighs> How'd you get inside this manta ray, sailor? So that blood that came to the top was the rays. I'm happy for you, Shannon. Take a small rest, then you will try the ocean again. It's on there, Shannon. Good footing. Give me more line. I want plenty of slack in both my lines. You heard him. Give him line. Mr. Val. What do you want? Shut up. There's something ahead. Wait. What is it, Shannon? Shannon, what do you see? Can you hear me? Give me that phone. Slate. Slate, what's the matter? Hi, sailor. I found me a boat. I will take it. The phone, Mr. Val. It's the Hespides, all right. There's the name. Very good, Shannon. Can you get on deck? Sure, she's lying on her side. Looks like the boat's split in the middle, amigo. Half of it's gone. The gold was in the cabin. What of the gold? Well, now, take it easy, will you? Shannon, the gold! Shannon! You want gold, Filippo? I've got it. Put it on the platform, friend of mine, and send it up to me. Uh-uh. Do not be a fool. I can cut your airline. One ingot at a time, Filippo, so I'll know I'll be alive for the next one. Shannon, I will cut the... No, you won't. Then you wouldn't know where your next ingot is coming from. All up the platform, amigo. He didn't do so good, did he, Filippo? 
Six lousy lumps of gold. You should have your lumps like that every day. Now, if I am correct, Shannon, you say we must return to Havana for more equipment. That's right. So, you two fellows drop us off at Havana, hire yourselves another boat, and go golding all by yourselves. Get her, comedian. Go wash your face, comedian. It's dirty. Come up forward, Shannon. I want to talk to you. Things, what we shall need to salvage the rest of that gold. Take the wheel, Danny. Right. First of all, we're going to need an awful lot of dynamite. Hi, Danny. Want to wash my face for me? Would you hold still? If you were gentle. Are you gentle, Danny? Want to try? Think of what the rest of our passengers would say. Yeah, they'd talk. If they could, they would. You kill me. That's not the idea. I'm talking about Shannon. Uh-huh. Shannon will relieve Filippo at the wheel at four bells this morning. I'll wake Shannon. Stand at the wheel with him. Put my arms around him. Say something nice to him that'll make him warm. A knife in his back could put an end to it all. Maybe you can do the same to Filippo later. If you're anxious for me, Candy Mouth, why don't I do it while he's asleep? Take the chance if you want. But maybe Shannon won't sleep. You're an education, baby. Something a man needs to get ahead. Beautiful night, isn't it, Filippo? Mr. Duval, what are you doing here? Right now, admiring the way you handle the wheel. Get below. Wake Mr. Shannon. It is his turn at the wheel. After all I've done for you, look what I brought you. What? Me and Slate's pea jacket to keep you warm. Put on the jacket. Go ahead. Put it on. Very well. Your sudden concern amazes me. And my arm around your shoulder. What's your reaction to that? Amazement. Filippo. Yes? Hold me. My dear. Hold me. Hold me. You set him up pretty, Candy Mouth. Hey, the Candy Mouth, come back here. Okay, okay, I'll throw him in the ocean myself. Slate, are you up? Huh? What's the matter? Don't talk, just listen to me. Danny just stabbed Filippo. He thought it was you. Let's get out of here, get back on deck. Hey, this is Filippo, you tricked me! There he is, by the wheel. Listen to me, sailor. I'll get you, both of you! Crawl forward along the starboard side, circle around and grab the wheel. But he's standing there, sailor. I'll draw him away from the wheel. When I yell, grab that wheel and spin it hard. And open up the throttles. Aye, aye, skipper. You looking for me, Danny? Yeah, I am. Come and get me. That's what I'm doing. You're shark bait, Shannon. Prove it to me. Yeah, I will. I work good with a knife, you'll see. Show me. Sailor! Where's your balance, kid? Shannon! So, you got no foundation? Sailor. You're my boy. I'll take the wheel now. Let's pull up to the curb for a minute. Later, sailor. When we get home.
late. Yeah? What are you looking like that for? <laughs> I'm trying to figure you, sailor. I'm trying to figure why you ran to the Cuban officials and told them where the Hespides was located. And why did you give them those six gold ingots? Five gold ingots. Oh, you held one back. Show it to me. Uh-uh. I put it in my hope chest. What else you got in your hope chest? One doily. Uh, what kind of a hope chest is that? One doily and one gold ingot. It'll build. Come here, sailor. I did that even though you stole. I forgive you for it. Come here, Slate. I forgive you, too. For what? I looked in my hope chest a few minutes ago. All I've got is one doily. And so our two stars, Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall, have brought to a close our latest Bold Venture story. Special music was composed and conducted by David Rose. May we invite you to listen again next week at this time for another exciting adventure starring Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall together in Bold Venture. That's Bold Venture with Sunken Spanish Gold, starring Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall from August 13th, 1951. Stick around, I'll give you our lineup for episode 36 of the Classic Radio Theater after this short break. Next time on episode 36 of the Classic Radio Theater, brought to you by the Bradford Exchange, we'll hear two exciting adventure episodes of the Cisco Kid, so don't miss it. To reach me and to learn more about the Classic Radio Club, visit ClassicRadioClub.com. Be sure to tune in to our next show. Thanks for listening. <laughs>